0: Welcome to Greg Kelly Reports. I'm Mark Lauder in for Greg tonight. Well, it's Thursday, another day of the week that ends with the letter Y, which means it's another day for Democrats and the radical left to gaslight America on the truth and their fundamental belief that rules are for thee, not for me. The latest examples come from the alleged Biden family corruption saga. We saw it on full display yesterday. Hunter Biden ran away from Capitol Hill's subpoena, but he ran to the media on Capitol Hill and didn't take any questions. He was ordered to testify about foreign business dealings and how the president's family made millions of dollars by selling the name Biden. Democrats would have you believe that they are the only defenders of democracy in the constitution in our nation. They took to the airwaves to defend Hunter's refusal to testify pretty quickly.
1: An administration official is telling us that they actually found Hunter Biden's words outside the Capitol this morning, quote, powerful and
2: forceful. He had some harsh words for those Republicans and staunchly defended his father. Politically and, like, message-wise, it was a brilliant move. He admitted his own failings and he defended his father. A defiant Hunter Biden,
3: speaking publicly about all of this for the first time, I mean, he wrote a book, but this was really... An extraordinary statement today.
0: And the Biden administration made sure to get out there bright and early this morning to defend these bold and courageous words, defying a congressional subpoena. Uh,
4: The White House just said the president was aware that uh, Hunter Biden was going to do that, was aware of what he was going to say. Did he agree with the strategy of doing that? Well, Well, look, I'm not
2: going to get into uh, father's conversations with his son, except to say, Hunter's a private person. He can make his own decisions about how to handle these sorts of things. But the president loves and is very proud of him.
0: But Wait, wait. I don't seem to recall this type of support and warm feelings for the people who refused to appear before the Democrats' sideshow impeachments and their January 6 hearings. In fact, wasn't it the exact opposite? You bet it was. In fact, Joe Biden himself said anyone who defies one of those subpoenas of Congress should be prosecuted. people
1: who defy congressional subpoenas on the January 6th committee?
5: I hope that the committee goes after them and uh, holds them accountable. Should they be
1: prosecuted by the I, Justice I, I do, Department? yes.
0: So defying Congress is a crime when Republicans do it, but it's okay when Democrats defy Congress. Now you may remember how they treated Steve Bannon and Peter Navarro when they didn't comply with congressional subpoenas. They were charged with contempt of Congress. Steve Bannon was sentenced to four months in a federal prison. And Navarro was also convicted and faces up to two years in prison when he is sentenced next month. But something tells me Hunter will be just fine. You even had progressive Congressman Jamie Raskin defending Biden, by saying he shouldn't testify behind closed doors, where his answers could be cherry-picked and leaked to the media.
6: Chairman Comer and Chairman Jordan would not take yes for an answer. Why? Because they wanted to conduct the deposition in a closed door interview, so the public couldn't see it, and so they could continue to Cherry pick little pieces of evidence and distort and misrepresent what had taken place there.
0: Are you kidding me? This was the basic playbook of the January 6 hearings. Democrats even hired a former network television producer to pick the sound bites and the clips and wrote the script for their so called story. So, rules for me, not for me- them. Let's see if Daddy's Justice Department. Despite the fact that Biden ran on the record comments that people should be prosecuted, treats Hunter the same way as Republicans were treated in the exact same position. Sadly, we're witnessing another perfect example of how there are two systems of justice in America. How many times did Don Jr., Eric, Ivanka, and Jared testify? Together they easily sat for hundreds of hours of closed door depositions, only to have their statements cherry picked and their sound bites carefully selected by their network TV producer to be played to the nation during their primetime hearings. This is just one example, but clearly not the only time Democrats have one set of rules for themselves and another for conservatives and everyone else. I mean, remember, COVID lockdowns, except for Gavin Newsom's dinner parties. Follow the science, but we can't define what a woman is and we think boys get pregnant. Sanctuary cities until the migrant mess arrives and they can't handle it. Ceasefire, but only for Israel because our radical woke base wants that and supports Hamas, but no ceasefire in Ukraine. MAGA is a threat to democracy, but never mind when we think Congress should be ignored or when we engage in violent protests only our impeachments and investigations matter and oh we want to pack the supreme court republicans are election deniers but not the democrats who tried to block the certification of the 2000 and 2004 elections and give me a break hillary is still saying russia stole it i could go on and on but you get the point every time you see a libs lips moving assume they're falsely accusing Republicans of something they are actually doing in real life. But despite all that, I'm feeling hopeful. There is a spot of light on the horizon and polls are coming out every day to show Americans are not totally falling for the Biden administration's antics and outright lies. And President Trump, despite the left's continued attempts to malign him, is stronger than ever. In the 2020 race, every poll from Rasmussen, Quinnipiac, Wall Street Journal, they always showed Joe Biden was in the lead. Anywhere from four points to 10 points. Now take a look at the polling for the 2024 race. Almost every one of those same polls shows Donald Trump is up. And it doesn't just stop nationally, let's go to the important swing states. Trump is up in every single one. America knows the truth about Trump, and he will fight for them and put America first every single time. The two-tier justice system will come to an end when Trump gets back into office, and that is looking more and more likely every day. But for now, the swamp will continue to spin, and they will continue to protect Biden at all costs.
6: There is no evidence that President Biden committed an impeachable offense. There is no evidence that President Biden engaged in any wrongdoing.
2: So they're just making up lies to attack the president in a relentless smear campaign that frankly has been going on for four straight years now. They just don't have any evidence connecting Joe Biden to anything that his son was doing.
3: The idea that they are going to somehow get to President Biden through his son who was drug addicted and the only thing that they have revealed in these hearings is that we have a president that loves his son even through his imperfections.
0: No evidence? I guess we won't talk about the $200,000 loan repayment check direct to Joe, the money wire from China to Joe's house, his meeting with Hunter's business partners. I mean, come on. There's one rule of thumb you can always follow when it comes to the fake news. If it hurts Joe Biden, it doesn't exist. Let's bring in someone who all too well knows the double standard when it comes to the Biden family and the Trumps. Kimberly Guilfoyle, host of the Kimberly Guilfoyle Show on Rumble. It's great to see you, Kimberly.
3: Great to be with you. Um, You know, great introduction there. And as you know, uh, as far as Joe Biden is concerned, he lets the country crumble. He and his family have no problem raking in foreign dollars from some of our biggest foreign adversaries. Tens of millions of dollars. Hundreds of email aliases with these shady business associates. It is also obvious what is going on. You just have to follow the money and the facts and the evidence, okay? Witness testimony, bank records showing that tens of millions flowed to the Biden family from the foreign adversary, making this country a compromise and less safe. This formal impeachment inquiry is long past due. This should have happened several years ago. And Hunter has the audacity to claim that this is about attacking how much his daddy Daddy loves him. Okay, give me a break. These people think they're some sort of aristocrats who are above the law. It is time for a very much needed reality check. And you can imagine, and you know the juxtaposition, if this was the Trump family, if this was President Trump or Donald Trump Jr., okay, they'd be in like Gitmo by now. It's absolutely outrageous, the double standard. And the American people are seeing through it because this corruption is in full view okay joe and hunter didn't just profit they didn't just sell access they didn't just sell out to adversaries to push their policies they did all of the above all of it and the biden agenda can be summed up as follows it's they're trying to distract you from the facts and the evidence the destruction that they are creating in the chaos they are absolutely delusional because they think they're going to get away with it, but they will not. And it is a dereliction of duty. Um, He should be removed from office. He is unfit, unfit to be commander-in-chief of this great country. Uh, And we see it in every corner of his failing administration. Quite frankly, look at the border, look at the failure abroad, look at uh, Russia with Ukraine. Look at Kim Jong-un. Look what's happening with China and Taiwan. Look what's happening with Hamas and Israel. You know, it is just rampant foreign corruption. And there's failure everywhere in between. And that's why you see people even changing now in the polling. People who voted for Joe Biden are now saying enough is enough. We're going to quit you. Okay. And they're now going with President Trump. We've got independents, little Number of Latinos, Hispanics like myself, African Americans going to President Trump. People see the facts and the evidence. There's no spin. It is what they want for this country. They had it before for four years with them, and they said, we're going to take it back.
0: You know, despite all the attempts to take down Trump, I mean, the American people know the truth. They can see it. I want to show you the swing state polling again. I mean, we see Donald Trump surging, leading Joe Biden in seven swing states. And this is going to be a very simple choice. The president in President Trump, the good times that you remember, or what you've got with Joe Biden.
3: No, you're absolutely right. I mean, he's crushing it in the swing states. This is incredibly important because we don't want to do what we had to do last time in 2020 and wake up and go, uh, who's on first? Like, what's going on here? This is going to be a very different election He's crushing in the swing states. And by the way, he's not just, you know, destroying everyone in the primary. This is over. Wake up, RNC. It's over. It's over. President Trump has won the primary. And I want to hear another word about it from anybody else. Let's focus on the general election if you actually want to take back this country. He's leading Biden. He's going to beat him. They know that. Biden is one slip and fall away from just being destroyed and being removed uh, as the candidate. But it doesn't matter whether it's Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, Gavin Newsom, whoever it is. Whoever President Trump faces in this 2024 election is going to get smoked. Play back this tape no,
0: absolutely. the day after election. You know, the last I'll few seconds we've this. got, Kimberly, C- can you imagine what would happen if Don Jr. had dis- defied a congressional subpoena?
3: Yeah. Absolutely, I'd be applying for conjugal visits. Let me tell you something. He'd be in the slammer, okay? <laughs> Done for junior, over for him. That's what would be happening. Instead, Hunter gets out there with some like weirdo love poem that Hallmark would reject, saying that this is because people are mad and they're putting darkness on the light of the love of his father. I mean, these people are nuts. I think they're uh, getting high off of their own supply, if you know what I mean.
0: <laughs> Kimberly Guilfoyle telling us like it is. Thank you so much. Coming up. What are they afraid of? I'm here, I'm ready. Yep, Hunter was so ready that he was absent from the scheduled closed door testimony yesterday. We'll hear about what our debate panel has to say all about it next. Well, let's be honest. Joe Biden is having a no good, very bad day. Week, month. Last night, Congress gave the green light on the Biden impeachment inquiry. And if the votes are there, this would make Joe Biden the fourth president to be impeached in U.S. history. The last Democrat to be impeached, if you recall? None other than Bill Clinton. But of course, there's a lot more to break down on this. For six years, I have
5: been the target of the unrelenting Trump attack machine shouting, where's Hunter? Well, here's my answer. I am here. Let me state as clearly as I can. My father was not financially involved in my business, not as a practicing lawyer, not as a board member of Burisma, not in my partnership with a Chinese private businessman, not in my investments at home nor abroad. And certainly not as an artist.
0: (laughs) Phew. The best thing you could do for Joe Biden is to say he had nothing to do with Hunter's art. Let's bring in our panel to debate all things Biden. CPAC Chairman Matt Schlapp and Senior Lecturer of African American Studies at the University of Maryland, Democratic Political Analyst, and oftentimes my friendly sparring partner on the right squad, Dr. Jason Nichols. Good to see you guys. The moment impeachment is associated with Joe Biden's name, the fake news rushes to the rescue. Take a listen.
2: So they're just making up lies to attack the president in a relentless smear campaign that frankly has been going on for four straight years now. Do you think this results in an impeachment vote, not just an impeachment inquiry vote, but on actual impeachment of President Biden. I don't.
6: There is no evidence that President Biden committed a crime. There is no evidence that President Biden committed an impeachable offense.
0: Matt, when will they give this up? No evidence?
5: <laughs> yes. So there's a couple of problems here. On the border alone and what they're doing with this lawlessness on our southern border. That alone is an impeachable f- offense, both for the president and for the secretary. What DOJ has been doing, operating as the Biden family's personal legal team, doing everything they can to counter any congressional uh, inquiry, covering for Biden, that sweetheart plea deal, everything going through the White House counsel and our attorney general's office, that also, those those were also crimes Those are also uh, a a breach of his uh, oath of office. He should be impeached for that as well. Then you put on top of this, is there any human being in this country who believes that, or in the world, let's broaden it, Mark, who believes that Hunter Biden was hired by any entity overseas because of his expertise or his artistic ability? No, he was hired because he was the son of the vice president, he was the son of the future president, he was the son of the president, the federal government for decades has been passing regulations to make it clear that when foreign, uh, when foreign country entities hire the sons and daughters of our highest officials, that there are very high ethical standards that need to be met. Hunter Biden, Joe Biden, Joe Biden's brother, the whole family, they have crashed all of these laws There is so much evidence for impeachment here. I don't even know where to start. It's a ridiculous argument for Democrats to say that somehow Joe Biden has clean hands when it comes to the business dealings of his tortured son.
0: You know, Jason, I've worked on a few campaigns in my life and uh, I've done message control, but but come on, does anyone actually believe that Republicans Mm -hmm. are attempting to smear THE BIDEN'S BECAUSE JOE DOESN'T LOVE HIS SON ENOUGH?
6: NO, I THINK WHAT A LOT OF PEOPLE ARE SAYING IS THAT REPUBLICANS ARE TRYING TO SMEAR uh, HUNTER BIDEN TO GET TO JOE BIDEN IN ORDER TO, uh, ON THE ORDER of, OF DONALD TRUMP, WHO HAS BEEN IMPEACHED TWICE, AND THE AMERICAN PUBLIC WAS LARGELY, IF YOU LOOK AT THE YOUGOV POLLS, MANY OF THEM WANTED HIM REMOVED AFTER THE FIRST IMPEACHMENT, AND THEN HE LOST THE ELECTION, AND THEN HE WAS IMPEACHED AGAIN. So I think you want to be able, if you're a Republican, to say, well, look, uh, there's wrongdoing on the other side. Unfortunately for them, there is really no evidence of wrongdoing by Joe Biden. Now, in terms of influence, you know, using uh, the fact that your, your father is somebody who is powerful uh, and using that, selling the brand, if you will, uh, Hunter Biden absolutely did that. So there's, there's no question about that. Uh, But that doesn't show that Joe Biden was at all involved in any of the financial transactions that Hunter Biden was uh, enacting. So so I I think this, this looks really kind of desperate by Republicans. It's a, they talked about, they didn't like partisan impeachments and now all of a sudden they're all about partisan impeachments. Uh, And I don't think this is gonna bode well for a lot of Republicans, particularly the ones who are vulnerable in those swing districts.
5: So, but Joe Matt, Biden I mean, regularly we got on We honestly on believe,
0: call.
5: go Joe, ahead.
6: Joe Biden regularly got on phone
5: calls with Hunter Biden's clients. He sent a letter to one of his clients thanking him for hiring his son. Uh, Hunter Biden complained to other people in the family of which we had documents saying that it was his business dealings that was underwriting the family, that he could give 10% to the big guy. Uh, this is outrageous when you say there's actually no evidence. Jason, you can say a lot of things. You can say that's made-up evidence. You can say Hunter was high when he said those things, and he didn't mean them. You can say you can say all of that, but you can't say there's no evidence. You can come up with an argument for why he lied about what he said, but you can't say there's no evidence. And you can't say this. You can't look at Joe Biden's lifestyle. You can't look at the $10 million mansions. You can't look at his his uh, his properties and say... For a man who spent almost his entire life in government, that he somehow had all of these resources, right? That happened in kind of a jiffy pop fashion. This happened over years and years and years, and we have the canceled checks, we have the wires to different members of the family, and we have Hunter Biden's own emails and texts talking about how it was his business dealings, which Joe Biden said wasn't with foreigners wasn't with the chinese all that turned out to be a lie everything he said in those presidential debates were lies and hunter biden facilitated joe biden's lifestyle and the problem with that is it's corruption and the problem with that is you can't legally do it
0: so average uh, joes don't have mansions and beach houses Matt Schlapp, jason nichols gotta run thank you very much well israel continues their ground invasion while ukraine secures funding to support their fight against russia we'll break this down with our foreign policy experts right after the break stay with us it's another day another gaffe for blundering joe biden in the midst of the israel hamas war our commander-in-chief can't keep tabs on how long the war has actually been going on his latest gaffe showing just how weak he makes us look on the world stage.
5: But We know this year's Hanukkah is different. It's been 65 years since the deadliest day of the Jewish people since the Holocaust. 65 years.
0: 65 years since Hamas's attack on Israel? Biden is not the only one who can't keep his priorities in check. Just yesterday, his spokesman John Kirby voiced the importance of protecting the Palestinian people. Listen.
7: He's also said that, with respect to Gaza, whatever governance in Gaza looks like, it can't look like what it did on the, on the 6th of October. With Hamas in charge, it's got to be representative of the aspirations of the Palestinian people. And that means it's going to require some leadership and some change in the Palestinian authority.
0: Yet another reminder of the Biden administration continuing to put Israel last. Joining us now to discuss is former executive director of Iranian Americans for Liberty and former congressional candidate of Pennsylvania, Brian Locke, along with former senior advisor in Trump and Bush administrations, Christian Witten. Brian, it, it seems like the Biden administration isn't prioritizing the needs of Israel. I mean, We've seen the radical left trying to force a ceasefire on Israel, but not on Ukraine. What's the difference here?
8: You know, that's, that's a, the million-dollar question that so many of us, I think, really want to know the answer to. But one thing is for sure uh, when it comes to the Biden administration is that there is a lot of double talk uh, when it comes to standing and supporting America's oldest and most trusted ally in the Middle East vis-a-vis Israel. Um, and the recent comments uh, that we've seen from Joe Biden uh, publicly and privately, with him putting an enormous amount of pressure on Israel right now, telling them where and how to bomb and and when they should wrap this war up. You know, I don't see Israel telling Joe Biden what to do about our southern border. I don't see you know Israel telling Joe Biden. Uh, how to stop all the fentanyl that's killing Americans coming through our southern borders. So, you know, the, the hypocrisy, I think, is really on display for the world to see. Israel has to do what they have to do to eliminate Hamas once and for all for their survival. And Biden needs to just take a step back and let them do their thing.
0: Christian, do you actually think this is a strategic decision by the Biden administration, or is this a political decision? I mean, you've got the vice president apparently lobbying the White House, White House interns showing protests. You've got their woke base on campuses, you know, taking to the streets. I mean, is this about strategy, international relations, or is this just trying to shore up his progressive base? Yeah, the Democrats really are. And this is the big story. The Democrats are in
8: a crisis here, a crisis over foreign policy. They really haven't exhibited since 1968 when the Democrat convention just blown apart over Vietnam. You have this group, that they, the older, the sort of Clinton wing that's pro-Israel, and this big, growing group, uh, not just anti-Israel, but anti-Semitic, uh, certainly at least in some quarters, and just the inability to reconcile those two. And now they're applying this to Israel. They're telling Israel, and Trump's ambassador Israel just called this out today saying you have to slow down the pace of your operations, the intensity, but also end them sooner. These are contradictory signals uh, and a a complete
0: failure to recognize that Israel finishing off Hamas is a crucial U.S. interest as well. You know, this week, Ukraine's president uh, Zelensky made his way to, to Capitol Hill. Biden urged Congress to pass the much needed aid for Ukraine before the holidays. Take a listen. Congress needs to pass a supplemental funding to Ukraine before they break uh, the holiday recess, before they give Putin the greatest Christmas gift they could possibly give him. This just goes beyond just helping Ukraine. I mean, we need to stop Russia and their expansionist goals. Biden later announced $200 million in aid. Is this enough to stop them, Brian?
8: You know, I don't think it is. Uh, And, listen, the situation between Russia and Ukraine is certainly, you know, something that I think all of us would wish uh, would come to an end uh, sooner than later. Um, But I I think when it comes to putting more funding into Ukraine, uh, what you're hearing from not just Republicans, uh, by the way, Mark, you're hearing it from a lot of Americans, from all political stripes, uh, that we have so many glaring problems here on the home front that we need to take care of that we can be plugging that money into, and maybe it's time we readjust, you know, our 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 goals, our aspirations here as a country, and stop funding, you know, this never-ending war. I mean, we're going on almost two years now; it's not any any better or worse than, than when it started. Um, so when does this end? You know, it's funny. The Biden administration is putting an enormous amount of pressure on Israel to end this war with Hamas as soon as possible. Uh, but Mark, I don't see them putting any pressure on Ukraine or on Russia. Uh, to end this war. So it's, again, this hypocrisy on the pl- on display for the world to see.
0: Brian, Christian, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you. Thank you. Well, lots of developments this week in the legal case against Trump. We'll break it down with our legal panel right after the break. Welcome back. Another eventful week underway in Trump's legal cases, and we've got a win in DC, but a bump in the road in New York. In the January 6th case out of DC, Judge Chalkin putting a pause on it all. Trump claiming presidential immunity to avoid prosecution. And developing today in the civil fraud case out of New York, the appeals court denied the president's bid to overturn a gag order, this restricting the former president from publicly speaking about court staff. We've got a lot to break down with our legal panel tonight. Let's bring them in. Former U.S. Attorney for Washington, D.C. and Newsmax contributor Joe DiGenova and former acting U.S. Attorney General Matt Whitaker. Thanks for joining us, gentlemen.
7: Hey, Mark, Joe, delighted beginning references.
0: with the January 6th case in D.C., it's important to note that D.C. is 92% Democrat. Will this impact Trump's case, and if so, how?
4: Well, there's no doubt that the president, the former president, cannot get a fair trial in D.C. Uh, we've had historic, very poor jury selection being done by judges in the U.S. District Court in D.C. They've done a very poor job of weeding out biased jurors. We saw that in the Scooter Libby case and other cases. Uh, the president has no chance whatsoever to get a fair trial in D.C., uh, Mr. Smith knows that. That's why he's pressing vigorously to get a trial done before the election, because he knows he's going to get a conviction. So uh, the percentage of dem- Democrats in the city is a vital tool, which would should require a change of venue. But Judge Chutkin will never grant it. So, Matt, I mean,
0: you're supposed to get a trial, you know, by a jury of your peers. Can political considerations be used in a request or an appeal? when it comes to the uh, change of venue.
7: Yeah, I mean, certainly you are going to make those arguments and I think it's a really good um, and strong argument. Unfortunately, uh, you know, this trial judge who appears to have some already uh, inherent bias uh, in judging this case and in in Donald Trump as a defendant uh, is probably not going to grant that change and it's just going to be another appeal you um, know, I think it's interesting, one of the things I would I would point out about this case and, uh, you know, Jack Smith's unprecedented really uh, appeal directly to the Supreme Court trying to skip the circuit court in D.C. is that, um, you know, the federal government doesn't have a speedy trial right. That is a constitutional right that is given to defendants. Uh, and uh, for, for him to suggest that somehow, you know, his case uh, deserves an expedited um, trial schedule and then an expedited you know, appeal schedule of bypassing the appeals court, I think, is uh, really an aggressive and purely political move to try to interfere in the election.
0: You know, speaking of politics, uh, we noted earlier that Steve Bannon and Peter Navarro were both convicted of defying congressional subpoenas. If the DOJ doesn't charge Hunter, would that be grounds for uh, Bannon and Navarro to have their own convictions turned out, uh, thrown out, Matt?
7: Uh, well, I mean, it obviously demonstrates the two tiered system of justice. Uh, you know, since uh, Congress doesn't want to use the jail or send out the sergeant at arms to actually enforce their subpoenas, they have to rely on the Department of Justice to do it. And Merrick Garland knows and is not planning to uh, take on. Uh, Hunter Biden and indict him with a misdemeanor. But remember, Hunter Biden made a very easy calculation. He's already facing about six felonies and six misdemeanors in his tax and firearms charges. And so for him, one more misdemeanor, ignoring a congressional subpoena, or even two, like we saw with Navarro and Bannon, I think ultimately was very easy for him to decide he wasn't going to subject himself to a transcribed uh, closed-door deposition, because he knew he had a lot of exposure, and especially his father had a lot of exposure.
0: Joe, testimony is now officially ended in the civil fraud case in New York. The closing arguments are set to end by January 11th. Do you see this going quickly, or do you think Democrats are going to try to prolong this out and try to make more hay in an election year with it?
4: Well, the case is the presentation of evidence is over in the case in New York. The judge will issue another ruling on the amount of the fine and whether or not he's going to seize the businesses and turn them over to a trustee. And then the Trump Organization will file an appeal uh, to the New York State Court of Appeals. The problem in New York is that it's fairly obvious that the courts have become extremely politicized. They're democratically oriented. The president has not received fair consideration in this case and is not likely to receive fair consideration uh, in the appeal process. So, I mean, the bottom line is it will be President Trump who will be extending the process in New York by appealing. The, the, the problem, by the way, for Hunter Biden, uh, he, he was going to take the fifth before the committee if he showed up to testify. So rather than do that, he gave a speech and decided he'd take his chances on being held in criminal contempt by Congress and having Merrick Garland order the U.S. attorney in D.C., Matthew Graves, not to prosecute the case, which is exactly what would happen. Republicans can file a lawsuit in DC to enforce a subpoena against Hunter Biden, but he can end up taking the fifth, which is what he's going to do anyway. So, he ends up uh, as a nothing burger except he got a chance to make a speech, a uh, really kind of nauseating speech yesterday. Uh, he was given access to the plaza outside the United States Senate thanks to the good graces of Eric Swalwell, who has a member of Congress was able to get him access. To the parking lot uh this is going to play out for a while joe matt thank you very much all right
0: good to see you mark merry, merry christmas. christmas well first lady jill biden's bizarre christmas decorations are something straight out of the nightmare before christmas more oh. on that after the break Maybe, just maybe, the Bidens should have retired the Christmas decor after their own Christmas tree toppled down over at the White House. Something clearly wasn't working. Remember when former First Lady Melania Trump had the most stunning Christmas decorations alongside elegant ballet dancers performing in the halls of the White House? Well those days, long gone. This week, the world got a bizarre glimpse into First Lady Jill Biden's version of the Nutcracker Dance that took place throughout the halls of the White House. I mean, it looks like the Biden administration should leave Christmas decorating and dancing to someone else and please focus your efforts somewhere else. I mean, just look at this stunning contrast between the Trump White House at Christmas and the Bidens. Do we have a lot to break down with our media panel. Let's bring them in. Joining us now, Washington editor of The Spectator, author of The Snowflake's Result, Revolt, Amber Anthony Duke, and managing editor of News Busters, Curtis Houck. Thanks for joining us. Amber, what is going on at the <laughs> White House this Christmas? You can't actually, this is like the Hunger Games or, or the Nightmare Before Christmas.
1: It's actually horrifying. I went through this morning and I took a couple of screen grabs from the video and it is legitimate nightmare fuel. There is such a contrast between the way that the White House and Christmas in general was really held up um, by Melania Trump and by Donald Trump and the way that it's been degraded under the Biden administration. It's really not an overstatement. I think to say that they are ruining Christmas with these types of displays. And it's clear that they're trying to use the holiday as a means to divide Americans and as a means to you know, pursue a political agenda rather than celebrating the true meaning of Christmas. This group that they invited to the White House to put on this show has a website where they support things like defunding the police, the idea that all white people are racist. There is no world in which a group like this should be invited to the White House, let alone to try to celebrate the Christmas holiday.
0: You know, Curtis, I mean, I just don't get Jill Biden's obsession with badly choreographed dances. I mean, this was two years ago at the White House during the pandemic. Take a look.
4: Tonight in the East Room, where we celebrate the gift of gratitude, the Northwell Health Nurse Choir brings some of that joy to us. And we are truly grateful.
3: All out the home.
0: I mean, this was done in the midst of a pandemic. I mean, talk about tone deaf.
9: This is the kind of thing uh, that should be shown in Guantanamo Bay to terrorists when they need them to confess or what the IDF should be showing to Hamas fighters that they capture, because this is just so cringe. This is DEI come to life. Um, And the fact that this White House thinks this kind of thing is okay just shows, as Amber said, the cultural decay of America. Robin Javon at The Washington Post and all these so-called fashion experts lampooned uh, and just shellacked Melania Trump's very simple and elegant Christmas decorations. And when it comes to Christmas, I'm one of those people that just things, Mark, just keep it simple, stupid. Really, that's the whole point here. Whites, reds you know, plain white lights. My wife was saying this to me the other night, just nothing out of, you know, out of the ordinary here. But instead we've got this, you know, freak display here where we're just trying to check as many boxes in terms of people and genders and sexualities in a video uh, as if that's the message, not the real message of Christmas.
0: You know, they often say that White Houses get caught in a bubble of their own information. This one, I think, they actually think social media influencers are real America, but, but going on to the other big topic, Amber, the impeachment inquiry was opened against Joe, but of course his spokesperson took to the fake news this morning to try to blame Republicans. We have
2: really serious challenges, and these House Republicans don't seem to be serious people. They're launching an impeachment inquiry based on lies with no evidence while jetting out of town and leaving Ukraine aid on the table. I mean, this is really frightening behavior and unserious behavior.
0: (laughs) I mean, I would say alleged corruption of the sitting president of the United States is pretty serious, Amber.
1: Exactly. It is very much quite serious that there's the potential that then Vice President Joe Biden was indeed using his position as a government servant to sell out the American people so that his family could make millions of dollars from foreign influences. That is a huge problem. And there's now this new report circulating trying to attack James Comer, the oversight chair, because he owns land in Kentucky and has six acres that serves as a shell company, as if that's at all comparable to what the Bidens were doing using overseas bank accounts and hidden shell companies to route millions of dollars from foreign corporations, while Joe Biden was in charge of the policy for those foreign nations. Um, So clearly they're trying to shoot the messenger here, the Republicans, instead of taking seriously the clear corruption and rot that has captured the Biden family for decades.
0: Amber Curtis, thank you very much. We'll be right back with more Greg Kelly reports. Before we go tonight, we want to remind you about Newsmax's new service, Newsmax 2. We can't stop talking about Newsmax Plus. We know you love Newsmax and you watch us all the time, but starting this month, we had to stop our free stream on apps, so we launched Newsmax Plus. In just a few weeks, more than 150,000 people have signed up. Newsmax Plus lets you watch Newsmax on your phone, tablet, home TV. Watch it anywhere, anytime. You get all your favorite shows with Rob Schmidt, Greg Kelly, Greta Van Susteren, Eric Boland, Carl Higby, and so much more. We've been getting a lot of positive reviews about Newsmax Plus. You get the Newsmax channel, plus great documentaries, movies, and specials. And Newsmax Plus just released actor John Voigt's special series on Israel. We even have a Newsmax Plus section for the best Donald Trump shows ever. So get Newsmax Plus today. It won't cost you anything to start. Just go to newsmaxplus.com for your free trial. There's no risk. Try it out today. Well, that's all we have for tonight. Thanks for watching Greg Kelly Reports. I'm Mark Lauder. Greg will be back tomorrow. Have a great night.